0: In order to understand the basis of scripture, we must place ourselves in the context from which they were written. As the scriptures confirm, there is power of life and death in the tongue. And in order for us to overstand the words spoken, we must acquire a superior knowledge which comes from the creator, most high, the beneficent, the most merciful, This podcast is dedicated to the seeking of knowledge, the reading of written word, and the understanding of the will of the Most High Creator of the ends of the universe. May he forgive me if I do or say anything wrong. Welcome to an Overstanding Word podcast where we discuss context of scripture in order to overstand the words within or intended applications thereof. I'm your host, Nakia Anderson, and welcome to this journey that we shall take together. Shalom or happy Sabbath, to those who know what this day truly means i am coming to you on what we would consider to be the sabbath or the saturday which is a day of rest that is what is declared according to not only the methods that were laid out with moses which moses was one of the old prophets from the old testament the one that led the children of israel out of egypt and he declared that the seventh day should be a day of rest as It was declared to be given unto the Lord as the Lord created all of his creations Within the six days and on the seventh day he rested from all of his work So shall it be with mankind as was declared by the Torah now that being said I hope that you have truly experienced the blessings that come along with the ability to have some rest. Now, I understand that's not always possible, especially for those that are working in the medical field in these days and times. So wherever you are listening to this, I truly hope that you have the peace of the most high God, the creator of the ends of the universe and the one who rested on this day, that that peace would be upon you as you throughout your day today we have some really good stuff for you today on the book of enoch now as talked about in the previous episodes and the journey that we've taken so far we have discussed quite a bit about the creation as well as where we saw the corruption of creation if you go back and you listen to the episode that we did on genesis 3 as well as genesis 6 and genesis 2 you're going to find quite a bit along the way of the journey of how the creation was created what happened to creation that that created that downfall that we see and then what led up to the flood that took place in noah's times so we want to bring you this information to connect the dots, to help you to understand. So it can bring you to an awareness of where did these things that are against the principles of righteousness, the principles of good deeds, where did those things come from? Where were they introduced into mankind as we dive into the book of Enoch? Now, wisdom tells me this. Seriously, I'm telling you that right now. Stop, take a pause. The goal of this podcast is to bring you into a new awareness to help you to understand context If you are listening to this episode for the first time and you haven't listened to any of the other episodes, stop now, go back and listen to the prior episodes to help bring you along the journey. I don't want you to join the journey at this point because it may hurt you from a standpoint of your theology, from a standpoint of your awareness, from a standpoint of your understanding, And the knowledge that comes from this podcast for you to truly embrace what we are getting ready to lay out in this episode, we need for you to have at least a baseline knowledge of understanding as it relates to these things. So go back listen to those previous episodes, then come back. Once you've come with us along this journey and made it to this point, then come back and touch on what we're going to lay out in this episode. That will truly bring you to a new level of understanding that not very many people understand at this point. Now, the reason why we're diving into the book of Enoch to give you some context, the book of Enoch comes from or is believed to have come from the great grandfather of noah which is laid out if you go look in genesis 5 you can find there the great grandfather of noah was enoch and enoch lived on the earth for 365 days and then he walked with god he was no more on the earth now there's one of two people that you find in biblical texts that walked with god elijah the prophet is another who was taken in a whirlwind to be in the heavens he didn't face death so neither did enoch Now this is, you can go back into your scripture and look in your Bible. The book of Enoch itself is not in your standard Bible. I need you to understand that. That is why it's important that as we come along this journey, you go back and you listen to the other episodes. The other episodes are truly going to bring you to a place where you can really digest what we're going to get ready to lay in front of you as your plate of food for this particular episode. Now that we've got all of that out of the way, I want to dive in to where book of Enoch came from. Most people do not know this, but your standard Bible in most cases was translated from the original Ethiopian Tawahido. I'll put a link to the description uh, in the description of this episode about the word Tawahido. But if you don't know the word Tawahido, this is what it means. Tawahido is spelled like this. It's a Giz word, D O. Now, the Giz meaning for this word is this being made one or unified. Well, the question becomes unified with whom or what? Well, in the belief of the Tawahido, it is unified or unification with the one creator, the creator who created all mankind. And so, when we see the translation of your modern day Bible, for example, William Tinsdale, who went and translated the Bible, where do you think he went to? King James, where do you think he took its scholars to? They went over and got the original text and they translated this from the Ethiopic version. Now, in their translating, they decided, you know, later on, people have decided which books they want to include and which ones they want to leave out. Now, we've talked about this in previous episodes as well, that your biblical text, Comes from some original canons. These canons are comprised of quite a few different languages, right? So if we think about uh, Aramaic, Greek, Hebrew, this is where they originally come from. So, if you're reading a translation that is translated into English, know that you are reading a word that has had something either add or lost. Any translation, no matter how you do the translation, there is something that is lost or gained. Uh, Just think about, you know, just an even, quick, easy translation from English to Spanish, for example. You know that there are certain words that do not match or do not meet the standard or the meaning. So, that's why it's important to help you to understand the translation. Well, the question becomes this, well, why are there certain books that are left out? Well, from a digestion standpoint, the people who published the Bible or the ones who decided to Mass produced the Bible, use the intentions that they wanted to make sure that it was digestible to the ordinary, the common Joe, the person who would just, you know, be an ordinary reader that's just picking up the book for the first time and trying to seek an understanding out of it. And that is the reason why, because some of these texts, especially what we're about to dive into here in the book of Enoch, is going to be controversial it is going to help uncover some spiritual connections when paul talks about for we war not against flesh and blood but against principalities against powers against the rulers of darkness in this world and against spiritual wickedness in high places and that comes from ephesians 6 and 12 so we're going to make those connections today to help you to understand where these things come from when you see those Now this version of the Book of Enoch that I'm reading comes from the Apocryphal and is translated from the Ethiopic text. Now this particular version was done by Warren F. Draper in 1882. And we're going to dive into a little bit of what's laid out here in the text. So let me jump in. The irony is this. As we dive into the text, you're going to find direct connections to what is laid out in Genesis the book of Jude if you haven't listened to that episode go back and listen to the episode where we read the book of Jude you'll find connections directly there and you're going to find other connections to biblical texts and prophecies that are laid out within the scriptures now for the purpose of us laying out what took place in connection with Genesis chapter 3 as well as Genesis chapter 6 and those episodes I want to start with the chapter six of the book of Enoch. Understanding this, if you've got a reliable source, which I will put in the links of the description of this particular episode, you want to make sure to understand that there's a long introduction to this book to help you to understand where the principles came from and how this is connected to any text that's laid out there. There is also context for the chapters prior to this so i'm reading from chapter six there are five chapters prior to this and then there's a few chapters that are after this as well so i want to make sure that from a contextual standpoint we lay out that principle of making sure that you understand to go and get that context so as we start with chapter six here's how it begins it says and it came to pass after the children of men had increased in those days beautiful and comely daughters were born to them. Verse 2. And the angels, the sons of heaven, saw and lusted after them and said to one another. Now, before we begin and before we make this connection, notice the language that's used there. It says the children of men. And then it says, and the angels, the sons of heaven. Now, if we go back to Genesis chapter 6 and we scroll down to what takes place in Genesis chapter 6, we see that Verse 2, the sons of God saw the beautiful women. And another version or another translation talks about the sons of God saw the daughters of men. So notice the connections to what we are reading here in this book of Enoch chapter 6. Now here's what they said. I'm going to go dive back into verse 2. They said, behold. We will choose for ourselves wives from amongst the children of men and will beget for ourselves children in verse two. Their intent is that they are going to choose wives from amongst the men and they're going to create, create children themselves. Now, before this, who is doing all the creation? It is the Lord God himself. Now, he has the meeting with his heavenly council, as we've discussed in Genesis chapter one. If you go to verses 27 to 28, this is where you get the first introduction to the terms us and our. So let us make mankind in our image according to our likeness. Then verse 27 says, then God made mankind in his image. So who's doing the creation there? We talked about from the reading of Genesis chapter two, when we did that episode. About the fact that God breathed his revelation into mankind, his creation. This was the only one of his creations that he didn't just bring about by word. He actually shaped mankind, touched them, and breathed his breath of revelation into them. Thus making mankind in his image according to his likeness. But here you have, according to the book of Enoch, you have the angelic host, the heavenly council, the us and our participating in creation now according to genesis chapter 6 if you continue to read there it talks about that and giants were upon the land it talks about the nephilim were upon the land these were the descendants of what took place when these angelic beings decided to mate with women all right let me continue verse 3 here of the book of enoch and Simjazah, who was their leader said to them i fear that perhaps ye will not be willing to do this deed and i alone shall suffer for this great sin verse four then all answered him and said we all will swear an oath and bind ourselves mutually by a curse that we will not give up this plan see they were committed to this plan but will make this plan a Deed. Verse 5. Then they all swore together and bound themselves mutually by a curse, and together they were two hundred. Notice the numbers here of those who are abandoning their domain, the heavenly council. Two hundred is stated there Ura, Kibarimiel, Akibiel, Tamiel, Ramuel, Daniel, azakiel Zarakujal, Azael, Aramers, Batrael, Anani. Zakwaba, Sam Sartael, Sarta el, Turiel, Jamda El Arazjal. Verse 8. These are the leaders of the two hundred angels, and the others all were with them. Chapter number seven. And they took unto themselves wives, and each chose for himself one, and they began to go into them and mix with them and taught them charms and conjurations and made them acquainted with the cutting of roots and of wood. And they became pregnant and brought forth great giants whose stature was 3000 eels. Now, just to break that down, 3000 eels is the measuring standard for back in those days. So when you go back and you read Genesis six, it talks a little bit about the cubits, which was the standard measure for the times in which it was translated into with that word. So notice here these are talking about giants all right verse 3 of chapter 7 continues with this these devoured all the acquaintances of mankind till man were unable to sustain themselves and the giants turned themselves against mankind in order to devour them and they began to sin against the birds and the beasts and against the creeping things and the fish and devoured their flesh amongst themselves and drank the blood thereof verse Number six, then the earth complained of the unjust ones. Chapter eight, and Azazel taught mankind to make swords and knives and shields and coats of mail and taught them to see what was behind them and their works of art, bracelets and ornaments and the use of rouge and the beautifying of the eyebrows and the dearest and choicest stones and all coloring substances and the metals of the earth verse 2 and there was great wickedness and much fornication and they sinned and all their ways were corrupt observation if we go back to what is laid out in genesis chapter number 6 this is what we see we see that all kinds of wickedness was upon the land. Verse 5 of chapter 6 says this, The Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on earth, and he saw that everything they thought and imagined was constantly and totally evil. So notice the connection there between what we are reading now in the book of Enoch. This now is the chapter 8. Let's continue with verse number 3. Amazerach taught all the conjuring and root cutters, Armaros the loosening of conjurings, Barakal the astrologers, Kokabal the signs, and Tamel taught astrology, and Arazadel taught the course of the moon. Verse four. And in the destruction of mankind, they cried aloud and their voices reached the heavens. Chapter nine. Then Michael and Gabriel and Sir John, And Urjarn looked down from heaven and saw the great amount of blood which had spilled on the earth and all the wickedness which had been committed over the earth. The emptied earth re-echoes the sounds of their, in brackets, mankind's, cries up to the gates of heaven. And now to you, all ye holy ones of heaven, cry the souls of man, saying, Secure us judgment before the Most High. And they spoke to their Lord, to the King. O Lord of Lords, God of Gods, King of Kings, the throne of thy majesty is among all the generations of the world and thy name, holy and glorious among all the generations of the world. Thou art blessed and praised. Thou have made all things and all power is with thee. All things are open before thee and uncovered and thou seest all things and nothing can hide itself from thee see then what Azazel has done how he has taught all wickedness on earth and has revealed the secrets of the world which were prepared in the heavens now let's pause and make an observation there in the garden when the woman was roaming about and the serpent slithered up upon her what was the first statement that he made to the woman in the garden well the statement he said is this according to genesis chapter 3 verse 1 he said did god really say that you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden now again notice the whisperer and where the whispers are coming from see we don't see this in your biblical text it doesn't tell you where this whispering comes from only tells you about the creation of Adam, the creation of all of the animals and the plants and all those things on earth and placing them in the garden. And then it talks about how God created woman from man, which became flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone, right? Flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. So that being said, we don't see where this serpent came from. Well, according to the book of Enoch, if you make that connection there, you can see where the whispering came from and where it went from that point because surely the whisperer provided insight to something that was unknown at the time he introduced something that was unknown he introduced this thing called sin well where did that come from it came from the heavenly place as was stated in the book of enoch here all right let's continue verse number seven and some jaza to whom those have given the power to be chief of his associates has made known conjurations and they have gone together to the daughters of man and have slept with them with those women and have defiled themselves and have revealed to them these sins see where the revelation of sin come from that is where it came from so when you see that serpent in the garden coming to the woman notice why he came to the woman because he saw her beauty that is why they say queen Because a queen is truly beautiful and magnificent, not only outward, but her heart. So where did he go to? He went directly at her heartstrings to what she knew was right and righteous. And he defiled what was righteous at the time. Let's continue. Verse number nine. And the women have brought forth giants, has been filled with blood and wickedness. And now behold, the souls which have died cry and lament to the gates of heaven, and their groans ascend, and thou knowest everything before it come to pass, and thou knowest this and their circumstances and yet thou does not speak to us what shall we therefore do in regards to this notice what the angels are saying here this is michael gabriel surjan and urjan as they're making their statements are making their plea to the creator in the heavenly being this goes back to what we just read from ephesians 6 and 12 this is what paul is speaking about now Chapter 10 continues with this, Then the Most High, the Great and Holy One, spoke and sent Arzjalaljur to the son of Lamech, and said to him, Now the son of Lamech is who? According to Genesis chapter five, the son of Lamech is Noah. Tell him in my name, hide thyself, and reveal to him the end which is to come, for the whole earth will be destroyed, And the water of the deluge is about to come over the whole earth and what is upon it will be destroyed. And now instruct him that he may escape and his seed remain in the whole earth. And again, the Lord spoke to Rufael, bind Azazel hand and foot and put him in the darkness. Make an opening in the desert, which is in Dudael. And put him there and lay him upon rough and pointed rocks and cover him with darkness that he may remain there forever and cover his face that he may not see the light and on the great day of judgment he will be cast into the fire now where do we see that if you go back and you read about all of the prophecies that were to come a lot of them spoke about this fire that is mentioned here. If you go read from the book of Revelations, the book of Revelation speaks about this fire, this indignation that is declared. Verse 7. And heal the earth which the angels have defiled. Notice who defiled the earth. Well, where do we see the introduction of defilement in Genesis? Well, we see that when the serpent is slithering in the garden. And announce the healing of the earth that I will heal it. and that. Not all of the sons of man shall be destroyed through the mystery of all things which the watchers have spoken and have taught their sons. And the whole earth was defiled through the example of the deeds of Azazel. To him ascribe all the sins. Notice what they're saying there. He was the leader, so ascribe those things to him. He was the one who started teaching all of these different things. Verse nine. And God said to Gabriel, go against the bastards and those cast off and against the children of fornication and destroy the children of fornication and the children of the watchers from among men, lead them out and they will all supplicate thee, but their fathers will secure nothing for them. Although they expect an everlasting life and that each of them will live 500 years. And God said to Michael, announce to Simjaza and to the others who were with him, who have bound themselves to women to be destroyed with them all their contamination. Verse 12, when all their sons shall have slain one another and they shall have seen the destruction of their beloved ones bind them under the heels of the earth for 70 generations till the day of their judgment and of their end till the last judgment has been passed for all eternity now revelations talks about this last judgment If you go look in the book of Revelations, you're going to see it there. Verse 13. And in those days, they will be led to the abyss of fire in torture and in prison. They will be locked for all eternity and then they will burn and be destroyed and they will be burned together from now on to the ends of all generations. Verse 15 and destroy all souls of lust and the children of the watchers because they have oppressed mankind <sighs> okay when you talk about the oppressed when you read matthew chapter five and i think this is a really good plug for us to go back and examine what took place in chapter five of matthew because see this is right after the 40 days and 40 nights of fasting in which the tempter comes to yahashua after he's baptized by john as soon as he comes out of that 40 days and 40 nights of fasting he then goes directly into what you see in matthew chapter 5 so if it be the will of the most high creator we will take the journey into matthew chapter 5 to help you to understand the connection here to what was done who is your oppressor you need to understand that. See, we think it's flesh and blood. We think it's the people that operate. There is a spirit that is operating over people through the deeds of their actions. And when we understand that, we will overstand how to respond to what we see, the outward appearance of a people, of a person. We will learn how to respond in a different manner because we will understand the spiritual connection. That is what he's saying there. Let me go back to verse 15 and read that again. Verse 15 says this, And destroy all souls of lust and the children of the watchers, because they have oppressed who? Mankind. The creation of the creator. See, you are a precious chosen gem. And although you were brought through by pressure, the luster of your gem that is given to you is still beautiful all it needs is a little bit of cutting away to bring out its true fullness its true beauty and we must be able to we must discern that people are being used by these teachings of the falling angels those who abandon their domain to come and defile the earth we have been born in inequity birthed into lust And we cannot recognize when we're committing the those same exact deeds in today's times let's press forward says this destroy all oppression from the face of the earth and all wicked deeds shall cease and the plant of justice and righteousness shall appear and deeds will become a blessing justice and righteousness will be planted in joy forever Then all the just will bend the knee and they will remain alive till they beget a thousand children. And they will compete all the days of their youth and their Sabbath in peace. Look blessed is this day, the day which we call the Sabbath, that it should be a day of peace. Verse 18. And in those days, the whole earth will be worked in justice and will be planted with trees and will be full of blessings see you have to discern the blessing in the days and times that we're in verse 19 and all the trees of desire will be planted on it and the vines will be planted on it and the vines planted on it will bear fruit in abundance see When you are doing righteous deeds, AKA you are sowing righteous seeds, you are going to reap the benefits of those seeds, which are the deeds of righteousness. An abundance of that is what it says. And of all the seeds sown on it, one measure will bear 10,000 and one measure of olives will make 10 presses of oil. And cleanse thou the earth of all oppression and all injustice and all sin and all wickedness and all uncleanliness which are produced on earth. Eradicate them from the earth and all the children of man shall become just and all the nations shall worship me as God and bless and all will worship me. Verse 22, and the earth will be cleansed of all corruption and all sin and all punishment and all torment. And I will never again send a flood upon it from generation to generation to eternity. So that is the reading today of the book of Enoch chapter 6 through 10. Keep in mind, we've talked about context in the description of this podcast. You will find more information about the book of Enoch. Context is super important. But overstand when you see the flood that comes about and the promise thereof as a result of the flood. If you go to Genesis, you're going to read in Genesis where it talks about the covenant that was made with Noah. We see it spoken here in the book of Enoch, the son of Lamech. So I truly hope that today's episode has revealed a lot of what has transpired, that we would have the ability to discern when a spirit is standing over a body and when that body is acting uncharacteristic. See this can manifest itself in the form of friends, family members, loved ones, coworkers, or just a person, a random stranger. These types of things can manifest themselves through all of those avenues, and we must discern that there is a spiritual connection to every living being that is out there. The question is, is what spirit is leading that individual? Is it a spirit of righteousness? Is it a spirit of peace, of joy, of hope, of happiness? Is it that type of spirit or is it an opposing spirit, a spirit that operates under the flesh which the, or to attempt to create something as you travel throughout this day. And when you encounter that spirit is not, that is not of those deeds of righteousness, which we just mentioned, pause and pray. Go to your creator knowing that he has chosen you to do deeds of righteousness, acts of kindness. And in knowing that, know that there is a shield of protection placed around you, a security blanket in the most high creator. If we just choose to walk in that security, he will not leave you nor forsake you. So be with him. Choose to come out of those deeds which we just laid out in this episode. May the peace, peace of the Most High be with you on this Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom.